0: Jamestown Mayor Eddie Sunquist presented a proposal to City Council outlining a shared services agreement with the school district to keep sidewalks plowed in the city this winter. We got more information about that from him during our monthly interview, as well as learning more about two proposed home improvement programs, discussion about the street construction list for this summer, and more. Jamestown Mayor Eddie Sunquist joins us in the studio today for his monthly discussion. Welcome.
1: Welcome! Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I I like to joke. It's like I feel it's just hours that we saw each other uh, when when it's the day after a city council meeting. So uh, I'm glad to see that you you made it. You made it through the night and, and you're here in bright eye and bushy tail. I hope
1: I made it through another day. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what we all hope for, right? Right. Well,
0: I, I laugh. I said, when I was talking about what was uh, news out of city council with Jason Sample this morning, He's like, well, what was the big story? I said, well, I thought I knew what the big story was. And then the mayor came out with uh, his proposal at the end. And you talked about this proposal with uh, to, with a shared services agreement with the Jamestown School District for sidewalk plowing. Can you give us uh, just another recap of what this proposed program wants to do?
1: Absolutely. We're calling it Operation Safe Sidewalks. You know, honestly, we didn't have a much better name for it. We went through a couple different options. But uh, the reality is, is that we had a huge issue in the city in terms of making sure that our kids get safely to school using our sidewalks. You know, one of the things when I took over as mayor realized that we do have routes that our public works employees will plow only after we've done streets. And we have a very small uh, public works crew that could go out and do those routes. So we had uh, several large storms that would come through. Uh, Streets would be plowed, it would push snow into sidewalks. We wouldn't have enough time for uh, members of the public to uh, shovel their own sidewalks. We have a lot of elderly folks that haven't been able to shovel sidewalks. And it made for us seeing kids basically walking in the street to school. And the superintendent uh, came to came to me as well as the, the city and said, how do we make this work? How do we ensure that we've got sidewalks that are plowed for our kids so that we don't have to close school because we don't have kids uh, having the ability to get to school? Place where they do need uh, to be able to get a meal or to get the services that they need. So together, we started off this conversation with our team and his team in creating and updating our plowing map to better understand what routes are kids coming from. So they talked to every principal at every school, tried to understand where kids are walking from, and we started by updating the map. We then said, well, maybe there's a way to make this better. So the superintendent and I worked together to try to figure out a plan to be able to plow uh, primary routes to school, uh, some secondary routes, some larger areas, and even even tertiary, th- you know, third level routes uh, to schools. And in doing so, we realized that working with our engineers and working with the school district, that if we're able, if we're able to purchase some additional city plows uh, for sidewalks, as well as hire uh, two parks laborers that would run a separate shift from 4 a.m. to noon during the winter. Uh, that in those eight hours we could uh, get almost or the majority of sidewalks in the city especially those that go to school routes plowed Uh, which was a really out of the box thinking we haven't really tried this before we've always just told homeowners you're responsible Uh, but this is an opportunity for us to get kids to school safely and uh, it is something that we proposed last night at city council
0: Mm-hmm. And it's uh, part of the proposal for our listeners. Uh, the, the 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 two snow plows that you're talking about for sidewalks would be purchased by the school district, so that would not be uh, a capital cost that the city would incur. Um, and I was thinking yeah. that if if the state that goes forward, the city did just purchase uh, a new sidewalk plow with ARP monies. I think uh, a couple months ago, right?
1: We did, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, to remind your listeners, we have some pretty old uh, what they call Bombardier snow plows. I don't I don't remember if they're the '70s or the '80s, but I think uh, they
0: were '70s. I think
1: they're 1970s. Yeah. Uh, we can't get parts anymore for them, so they're they're limping along. Uh, so we did buy one snow plow to replace those that are typically used in downtown core and other areas uh, for plowing of sidewalks and whatnot, harder areas to get to. Uh, Under this shared service agreement, uh, the school district uh, would agree to purchase two new sidewalk plows. Uh, In exchange, the city would then hire laborers uh, to do so and to uh, plow those uh, routes uh, during the wintertime. And the bonus here for the city is that we can then convert them to working the parks uh, during uh, during the summertime. And even in the wintertime, since they're parks laborers, let's say that there hasn't been a snowfall, they can work on other sidewalks across the city. They can uh, work on one-way roads and other areas. Uh, And more importantly, one of the things we didn't discuss last night is we're intending to also plow the Riverwalk area during the wintertime, uh, which is something that we've had a lot of requests for and have just not had the ability to do so. So really excited uh, news uh, for shared services agreement this would go till 2026 is when we would review that so it would be a couple of years to try it out and every year we would work with the school district to make sure that it is meeting the needs of getting their kids to school
0: mm-hmm. and also I'll, I'll, I'll be talking to the jamestown school district uh, again that they have a school board meeting tonight which is tuesday uh but on the city side the costs uh, for the two laborers it, According to what you had passed out, uh, your executive, executive assistant had passed out would be about six hundred seventy-five thousand three hundred thirty-one dollars for the, that four-year time period.
1: That's correct, including right. benefits. Yes. So
0: um and that's all that your you, that would all be funded using American Rescue Plan funds. At this time,
1: mm-hmm. we're anticipating that that would be funded using American Rescue Plan funds. You know, even though 600000 seems like a lot with benefits, uh, but you got to remember that uh, we're really using these folks during the winter time. The rest of the time, the city gets the benefit of having them uh, for the parks department. Uh, so the, the cost uh, to the school district for the purchase of the plows uh, is somewhere around $300,000. Uh, we're working with the school district to figure out exactly which plows we're going to get to meet the needs of the sidewalks. Uh, but we did an estimate cost out for city council and for the public.
0: Right. And and given that the city already has its own uh, mechanics uh, and fleet manager, that, that in my head, that made sense that you have already have the people expertise to know how to maintain these vehicles and also know where to get them in terms of being the ones who maintain. So that when I heard about that, I'm like, well, that makes sense because, I, well, the school district has their own equipment. But since it was going to be city workers operating it, it made sense in my mind that it would be the city that took care of them
1: yes the city would maintain the plows you know the nice thing about purchasing these new ones is that you can get parts and there's usually a warranty on them so unlike our bombardiers where the old ones from the 1970s we're still scrounging for parts and still you know having to put a lot of work into it when you purchase some of these new at least in that four-year period the maintenance will be fairly low uh, to keep those things up
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the things and I I was trying to recall and I didn't have a chance to look through my my notes I'm Remember that under a previous uh, proposal that you had uh, proposed hiring three new parks laborers, um, I think earlier this year or late in 2021, was that a proposal that passed by city council? It did not. It did not. No. Do you see any per- foresee any issue with them going ahead with this one? Because I mean, it's I it's a different. It's, there's a specific program it's going to be used for, much like when we when you uh, propose uh, with the public safety initiative hiring police officers specific for specific duties Do you think that this will be more palatable to council given that it's for a very specific project where a lot of people in the community have expressed a that it's a d-
1: huge need I've certainly heard from council members that want to ensure that any use of the ARPA funds is for a specific program so we did propose hiring uh, individuals under ARPA funds originally and uh, that was really shot down it really didn't gain a lot of traction Uh, So going forward, we have tied any type of potential hires to a specific need for the city so that we could say directly, here's what we're using these individuals for. Now, granted, any type of hire may also have a bit of a a broader purpose. Uh, That's just kind of how this works, Uh, but we do want to utilize those individuals for a specific purpose. And so we, we see this as an opportunity, especially given the fact that we are partnering with the school district to really provide a common purpose that I think everyone can agree agree to making sure that we have a safe route for our kids to get to school.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I know one of the um, arguments out there, I shouldn't say arguments, but one of the cases being made is that any money being used from uh, ARPA funds is tied somehow d- directly to the pandemic. And one could say, well, keeping kids in school after the two years where it was either they weren't there or they're at home, or was a hybrid situation that you wanna make sure that kids are getting the opportunity to learn, I guess you could tie it in and say, yeah, it does, does meet qualifications for uh, how it's spent.
1: It certainly does, I, I'll, I'll note that last night uh, when we were at the city council meeting, the superintendent had mentioned that uh, going back to fully remote learning is kind of the last option. So anything we could do to keep our kids in school and getting the services that they need and learning uh, to get them back up to grade level or to where they need to be, that is the most important thing for the school district and for our community. Mm-hmm.
0: I know it's it's early to ask this question, but do you have any ideas on how you will continue to fund those labor positions uh, past 2026?
1: You know, we're still looking into what the uh, what the funding will look like by then. But I think that if we talk about a larger strategy for the use of the rescue plan funds, uh, you may remember we passed uh, the master plan for the use of that funding. And a good chunk of the funding, about $10 million, is just for economic development, focusing on programs that are going to bring and increase jobs here in the community, help and spur development and to support the work that we're doing so it's really a two-phased approach although we are trying to meet some of the immediate needs of the city and some future needs we're also trying to spur economic development and increase the tax base at the same time and I'll tell you I've been surprised it's working I can't tell you the number of tours that I've done with developers for new buildings Uh, we've heard the other day that certain large buildings that have gone empty have now been purchased Uh, so we're excited to see the work that people are doing we've had a lot of interest and a lot of people trying to uh, develop in the city of Jamestown. And I'm talking about commercial properties, not even the residential properties that people are still buying uh, and and trying to fix up. While we work on commercial properties and getting people to purchase it, at the same time, we're using ARPA funding for renovations and rehabilitations of residential properties. And we're really excited to be able to offer programs uh, to help our residents make the needed improvements Which ultimately improve the health of the community as well as the tax base for the city
0: and speaking of those residential programs you have two that uh, will come up for a vote uh later this month uh, one for uh, senior citizens home improvement uh incentive program and one for that's a homeowner that's for homeowners and landlords uh incentive program two different ones that will be run through the assessor's office if approved can you tell us more about this because there's, there's obviously a lot of interest about home improvement programs, obviously. with residential housing is a component of economic development activity uh, in terms of the health of a city. Uh, and people have said, well, we need help with this very aging house, uh, housing stock we have here. What, how does a senior citizen program work versus the, the homeowner improvement program?
1: Absolutely. So we had heard feedback from the city council that they wanted programs that we could fund right away. And many of the programs they funded under economic development that do include housing requires a lot of paperwork and a lot of upfront things and they're very specific needs you know we have a whole department that has done housing rehabilitation through our department of development so we had tried to work on a program where we could provide a cash rebate uh, to residents for improvements uh, right away and that is what has kind of been developed through the assessor's office and there's a reason through, because it's through the assessor's office because it is actually tied uh, not only to uh, potential tax credits, but also tied to uh, um, tax rebates that people already get. Uh, so it's, it's uh, lessening the burden that we have to do to verify your taxes and your information because you've already applied for uh, various programs under the, the state the taxing authority. What does that mean? That sounds horrible, but what does it mean? If you are a senior citizen, Uh, in the city and you are on an aged exemption or an enhanced star benefit Uh, that means that you reach it you have a certain age limit and you have a certain income Uh, we want to be able to make renovations to your property or allow you to make renovations to your property and provide you uh, funding to do so so under the proposal as it stands there's there's two different programs for senior citizens one if you have the aged exemption meaning that you're over a certain age and you have an income level below, I think it's 21,000 a year, we'll provide you a rebate and renovations up to $15,000 for renovations in your home to improve it. Really, we're focusing on exterior and some interior renovations, but we're, we'll work with you to figure out what those are. If, in the same vein, if you are a, a on the STAR Enhanced Program, again, you're at a certain age, and your income, combined income in the household, is below ninety grand. Uh, we will provide up to ninety percent of your renovation costs, up to fifteen grand. Uh, you will have to match ten percent of those costs. Uh, in many cases, that's just the deposit for the contractor, uh, and we'll uh, we'll allow you to do the same type of renovations uh, in your home. The other program that we have, as you had mentioned, is for those that are homeowner occupied. They could be either for landlords or for uh, for general residents. You can have a house up to a three-unit uh, home. And we're providing a cash rebate for renovations that you can make. Uh, so The cash rebate goes based on the amount of renovations you make, anywhere from uh, renovations amounting to $5,000 to over $50,000, We'll give you a cash rebate uh, on the spot from either $500 to $4,500 for making renovations to your home. That can be applied to garages. That can be applied to exterior. So roofing, siding, decks, interior renovations that you need to make. you got to bring something up to code. Uh, As long as you get the proper permits and you work with the city in order to do it, uh, we'll make sure that we provide you a cash rebate. Now the reason those are tied to the assessor's office is because obviously you make certain renovations to your home, uh, your value of your home might go up. So what is interesting is the city has a a tax program where if you make over $30,000 of renovations in your home, your new tax amount that you'd have to pay uh, can be split up over 10 years. So we've done this through the assessor's office because then we can automatically qualify you to have your tax burden your future tax burden be split up over the next 10 years. So, we're trying to do that as a way to really just get people into the program and to help support them.
0: And now, as we're talking about this for listeners, just remind them that this will, this is, still needs to be approved by city council. That will happen on Monday, June 27th at their meeting. But now that it was, I, I want to talk more about the program because it, we, we had done an initial story and it's, like, and I wanted to come back to it. So, because people are definitely interested in this. From what I hear, you know, even just among my friends who live here in the city, we all have all of us who own houses know what has to be done with them. So,
1: well, we we appreciate that. You know, one of the things that we did was when we were uh, asked by council to look at some of these things um, in particular, the senior one came from uh, Councilman, uh, Councilwoman Regina Brackman, who, who really wanted to ensure there was a program for our seniors uh, and Councilman Jeff Russell was talking about programs for, for others. Uh, when we were going through this uh, this process, we started looking actually at what other cities have done, just in general credits, not even with rescue plan funds. And so we came upon some cities in Texas that provided a tax rebate uh, for renovations done to their homes just to improve the property values in various neighborhoods. And we they found it to be wildly successful when we when we got a chance to reach out and learn more about the program. So we modeled it after that. Interesting.
0: Moving on to other things happening, you could call it construction-related, because it is. Uh, street construction list came out last, end of last week, uh, detailing all the road work that is going to be happening in Jamestown this summer. It was quite a list. I, I started scrolling, and I got down scrolling, kept on scrolling through the list, and if you, if anyone's really interested, go to wrfalp.com or com to see this full street list. But... Do you know how many more projects are do- you're doing this year compared to last year?
1: Oh, I wish I knew. It's a lot. It's a lot.
0: <laughs> right. I, and I, it, a lot of this is because there was more funding that came in from state and feds for
1: this? Yes. Yeah, so there was uh, last year's budget included a significant increase in the funding that we use for our roads from the state. That funding was, again, sustained uh, in this year's state budget. And there was an additional amount given uh, for a paving and pothole program. So we have a whole bunch of money uh, that's sitting there, almost $3 million that can be used uh, in funding, although we're not going to use all of that this year, uh, more so than we have in many, many years. Uh, so we have quite an aggressive and extensive list of street programs that are going on this year, everything from uh, brick uh, re- re- uh, realignment uh, to road repavement to uh, reseals uh, to curb repairs and sidewalks you name it and what is unique this year is we've recently found out that we can also utilize funding to help repair curbs sidewalks and to uh, change the way we look at a a street redesign although uh, we tried to incorporate those things into a lot of this year's programs going forward uh, as a as a public works department we're going to be looking at whole street reconstructions that include sidewalks and bike lanes and those are those are a wonderful thing. we now we know we have not only state funding, but we've recently been notified that certain roads are also eligible for federal funding. so we're going to be working with the state on that. Uh, there's recently some legislation that just went through uh, on the governor's desk that specifically allows cities to get federal funding on street repair.
0: Right. And uh, in the press release, you mentioned that the Complete Streets model was being looked at in some for some of these projects or all of the projects. Uh, do you know any any? I know I'm, I'm asking you a tough question. It's more probably more a Jeff Lehman question. But do you know of any specific projects that where you can say this is how we're you're utilizing the Complete Streets method?
1: I don't have any offhand. I apologize. We have so many projects this year and, and it is certainly a lot. But I can tell you one of the things that we have heard from residents is the ability to let people know when streets are closing. That has been a a big concern. And it's been tough for us too, especially with not knowing when contractors are going to get to jobs and when the city will be able to do it. So we are working on a way to provide a, uh, a way for the residents to know when streets are going to be closed in advance besides a sign on a street and so we're actually expecting next uh, work session for city council uh, to release some information on an emergency and information alert system for all residents of the city of jamestown uh, that can sign up for not only emergency alerts but informational alerts when streets are going to be closed what areas Uh, and we'll be based on uh, you know if you put in where you live uh, we'll be able to base it on a radius of, of folks that live around there or just generally across the city So we're trying to better communication with our residents and directly reach out to them to let them know when things are happening so that you can be better informed to plan your day.
0: All right, well, we'll stay tuned for that information coming up next week then. Another thing is this is uh, you mentioned at the council meeting that you had been in New York City on Monday for the signing of the the ten gun laws that were passed by the legislature and signed by Governor Hochul yesterday. And one of the other things she announced was that there was 18.2 million dollars in funding to support law enforcement agencies that participate in New York State's gun involved violence elimination initiative, also known as GIVE. And uh, I wondered if you had heard anything about how much this area would get from that funding, giving that I know that the county's received money and the city has received money in the past.
1: So the city has received money for the GIVE initiative. Uh, It's a gun violence initiative that brings together a whole bunch of different departments. I've had the pleasure of being able at these meetings that they do hold uh, monthly, and they talk about issues across, across the city. And they look at statistics in real time on how we're dealing with gun violence and other issues, other crimes. And the city, excuse me, the county is poised to get about $190,000 of which about 70 to 80 grand of that uh, would go to the city of Jamestown and used for its uh, usually mostly for crime analysis and other kind of um, hotspot policing initiatives.
0: Mm-hmm. And. Uh- when you uh, did the public safety uh, initiative announcement uh, in May, someone asked, you know, can do you anticipate getting more give monies? What can you use it for? So when it comes to that hotspot stuff, you know, does it allow you to dedicate? Officers to maybe specific beats, or I, I guess I'll, I, the analysis part—it's that's easy for me to wrap my head yeah. around. But how does that other part work?
1: Certainly, we are able to put officers on specialty details, uh, whether that's you know, dealing with guns or other violence that is occurring in the city. We're able to use that funding. The other thing is that the state is considering an office of gun violence uh, prevention and there is potential additional funding that may be coming down the pipeline for that is what we're hearing although we don't have confirmation that that office has been spun up yet uh, it is the the potential that beyond the give there's give uh, grant funding there might be additional funding specifically for dealing with gun violence across the city as well as every city in New York state right now
0: great Well, I think, unfortunately, I had probably about four other topics to talk about. Oh, my gosh. But I think we're about out of time. But I want to give you, is there anything else that's going on that you want to give us an update about before we close out?
1: You know, we're just really excited to go into the summer. I was looking at my calendar the other day, and every weekend is busy. There's so many incredible events going on, and it is great to see the city healing uh, from COVID and moving forward. Obviously, it's always still a concern. Uh, within the city. And we've tried our best to ensure people are vaccinated and are are doing the things they need to do to stay healthy. Uh, But we're excited to see the amount of events going on this summer, especially things for kids this year. I know that's one of the concerns that we have had is in the past, we have done a lot of programs for kids in terms of recreation programs and other things. But uh, this year, we've had the opportunity uh, to really focus on um, larger festivals and events for families and for kids this year. So very excited about that. Stay tuned. I think we've had a tremendous amount of special events uh, that are coming up this, uh, this summer and the next couple of weekends, uh, as well as a lot of different things that various organizations are doing. Uh, so if you say that you're bored during the summer here in the city of Jamestown, uh, please call my office because I'll give you at least five events you can go to tomorrow. So I uh, really appreciate it. Um, thank you again for having me today, Julia.
0: You're welcome. And I was going to say that uh, Pat Smiraldo, who's part of uh, Collaborative Children's Solutions, probably should set up an office in City Hall at this point, (laughs) given how often he's there with all these events he's planning. But yes, a lot to look forward to this summer. Uh, Mayor Sunquist, thank you so much for being in here. We'll we'll definitely be catching up with uh, all the things happening as the weeks go on. So thanks.
1: Thank you.